0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Current Status. I'm Pumla Schmidt, and you can find me on Twitter as Exchange Guys And we're here for another episode. And I'm joined by my co-host, Teresa Miller, who um, is not on video because she's got shitty internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, if you want to <laughs> introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I the internet uh, gods aren't playing in, in my favor this evening. You so, uh, doing a satellite too, I think I, I did and I, I got I have two internet connections in my home now and both are working like crap. So anyways, no video. My name is Teresa Miller and you can find me on Twitter at twenty four by seven IT connect.
0: And today, we don't have a special guest. Um, we haven't determined if he's special enough to be considered a special guest. Um, his name is Laz Becaritas, Um and he knows a little bit about this thing called cloud and cloud storage. Do you want to introduce yourself, Laz, and give us a little history yeah. on how you got to this, you know, cloud storage phenomenon?
2: This this thing, yeah, so uh, so I'm Laz Becaritas and. You pronounced my name correctly, so thank you. Uh, and uh, I am the co-founder of a company called Clear Sky Data, and we are building what we're calling a global storage network uh, that is essentially uh, a metro-based storage cloud uh, that is backed by public clouds. And um, I can go into all sorts of wonderful details about how that works, but think about it as Akamai for, uh, for for storage. Uh, and um, you know, I got in this uh, really. I, I actually got into the storage industry. I was kind on of the core team at Equologic, which goes way back to uh, late two thousand one, early two thousand two. Uh, I was uh, there. I worked with Paul along; who was the founder, and uh, I, I ran a software group there, and we built nice uh, SCSI storage array. So I've been in storage for quite some time, and the uh, the the reason, uh, eventually, that I, uh, I I left, of course, you know, Ecology was a pretty successful company. We got bought by Dell. I stayed on at Dell for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of things have been happening over the last, I would say, three or four years in the storage space. Uh, and so it, it really felt like it was time to do something different. Um, there's been a number of secular trends. One of them is uh, the cloud And that is uh, one of the the, uh, sort of more fascinating uh, aspects of our technology, is uh, how to convert primary storage into sort of a cloud model. Uh, You know, there are a lot of other interesting uh, technologies that have uh, sort of come of age in the last few years, and uh, felt like it was time to do something different in the storage space. Uh, rather than just build boxes, uh, and uh, you know, once uh, once I was sort of free from uh, sitting around my big company office, it, it was kind of easy to see and connect the dots between all the trends. Uh, the, yeah, I'm sure everyone's been following Amazon, how big it's gotten in terms of AWS and and the compute, uh, and uh, it, it you know it is um, now like this... Monstrous seven billion dollar business. If you think about it, it's growing at you know, double digit percentages. Even at that size, um, it, it's a big trend. Um, and so, um, you know, it, it's it's seen. Before
0: you go any more, yeah. Do you really think enterprises are ready to go full cloud?
2: No, no, I don't believe that at all. Uh, and um, you know, the inspiration for us is to, you know, basically. Find ways to bring the economics of the cloud to enterprises uh, without having to uh, make more or less permanent decisions about where their data lives. Um, so, I, I think there's a lot of reasons why you can't have the cloud be that de facto enterprise infrastructure choice. Um, enterprises are used to doing things uh, in uh, really kind of belt and suspenders today. You have high availability, you have clustering, you have all sorts of things that, that have become pretty much de facto now. And you don't really have all of the same technologies available in the cloud. So you can build things that are like that, but you really have to rewrite your applications. And so there's a lot of reasons why um, you know, enterprises aren't going to go to the cloud right away. I think that they're, you know, for a lot of new application development and for a lot of webby stuff, you see a lot of uh, enterprises going to the cloud, and then you also see a lot of startups, so smaller companies, going to the cloud because they just don't want to have IT. Um, but um, you know, the thing that I I learned from my my days at Dell is the IT industry is like this trillion dollar monstrosity, and seven billion dollars, although it sounds big, actually not the lion's share of the market. And so, a lot of um, stuff is not going to always be in the cloud. So. so,
1: one of one of the things that um, fascinated me when I heard about what you guys are doing is that your offering is is like true enterprise level. Like I, f- I feel like a lot of cloud companies, you know, their SLAs in general are, you know, 99.9, 99.99, but your offering is is pretty pretty aggressive in that space. So, um, you know, is, is it is it realistic, or um, why? Why, do the, is she, why, why do the other companies?
0: <laughs> what's that? I said what you said. Yeah, is, is it real? Is it realistic? And do you, I mean, do you really think you can achieve those SLAs? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe in Boston you might be able to right now, but what if you're in Timbuktu or BFE, like Hershey, PA, yeah. or Wisconsin? Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna be up there? Or, <laughs> the Where my internet? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so let's, let's take that apart for a little, a little bit because we've spent a lot of time thinking about that. Um, so uh, when, you, when you think about availability and reliability, um, you, know, you, you, you think about all of this redundancy math that um, everyone always does. So, so if you want to make up five nines anything, usually you take two things that are three nines and you kind of double them up, right? I and mean, that's kind of like how the math works. And so, uh, you know, when, this is all probability and, and math. Uh, and, and you know, when when we started building the the, the architecture up, we just decided that uh, you know, since everything that we were touching, including the cloud stuff, was sort of you know three nines, we would just have to double up everything. We would need to have two. Uh, everything along the way. And so uh, so when we say five nines, uh, what we're basically doing is uh, building a redundancy with the system across the entire range of things uh, that your data touches. From It's a little bit more complex than just by building a box because, you know, we have a network, uh, we have buildings like the, the metro area points of presence where we have to have redundancy there. We have links going out to the, the cloud. Those have to be doubled up um, but you know the the math uh, works. It's 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 five nines in that sense, and uh, you know we are building an SLA around that. You um, well, I think it's realistic. Uh, I think at some point people will um, uh, you know you, you, will, you, you will come to realize that you know the, the math of five nines availability is one thing. The reality is a little bit different, but. Um, you know that shouldn't prevent us from saying that we're five nines and offering a five nines SLA. I think we want to have the same level of availability as your on-prem stuff, uh, and um, the only way we can offer that is if we just basically apply the same principles. Um, did I answer that question? I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, yeah,
1: it may, yeah, it
0: makes sense.
2: It's you expect uh, it stuff, like, right? I mean, it, I, I, what I, happens
0: I, if you don't? Yeah, I mean, are you going to be out there with a shovel digging a hole in the ground and running the fiber line? We have
2: to, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. That's one of the Because I'm going
0: to take pictures.
2: <laughs> 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 well, one of the challenges of our model, right? I mean, uh, yeah, if, if we, you know, if we can't get two diverse links going into your data center, that's a problem. It's a weakness, right? Um, and and that that is a, that would affect the uh, the sla that we could offer and so uh, as we're building up a network we're focusing on these highly connected data centers and all these metros um most of the enterprises actually almost all of the enterprises at this point that we're talking to um they're they're either getting out of the data center business or they've long since gotten out of the data center business and they're they're standing up all their gear in colos and the colo uh ecosystem is really interesting um Philadelphia is, is is one of the places where we're, yeah so so um, I know <laughs> Philly. great um, go
1: Philly
2: yeah and, and, you know so so Philly uh, in Boston uh, it's certainly on the West Coast uh, we're about to open a point of presence in Las Vegas um, in Vegas believe it or not I know much as you like Vegas
0: um, <laughs> yeah I mean Vegas the,
2: just the internet <laughs> rocks um, but but. <laughs> The, the, there's so much fiber in the ground uh, in Vegas, and there's some historical reasons why, but you, you can get that diversity uh, in in the ecosystems that we're playing in um, Wisconsin. I mean, I don't know if you said, I, I don't know what I can <laughs> do. <laughs>
0: Teresa reboot a satellite tonight, and that did help. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> You could probably play very well in uh, the Chicago area. for sure. Uh, yeah. and and maybe Milwaukee.
2: For sure.
0: There's probably, yeah, there's probably some good fiber there. Do you think that limits your, uh, that limits what type of customers you have, or how many customers you get? Does it limit your business? The fact that you know, um, coming out to where I live, which is in BFE, because um, I've got deer and cows and all sorts of animals walking around my backyard,
2: and
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm you know a few minutes from Hershey, so I just I, I don't know. I, I'm just not sure if you guys are ready for this space yet. Philadelphia, yeah, I, I definitely think you could probably do really well there. But here, no, it's shit here.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: how much people are about like 35 minutes away? Yeah, it, <laughs> They've got no running water,
2: you know. <laughs> it's a, it's a flush. It's, I know. They've well,
0: got cell phones out.
2: Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I have to tell you, I, I think uh, we did a lot of research on this and. The uh, the the addressable market in these data center ecosystems is actually enormous. So um, we partnered with a company uh, that a lot of people probably have heard of, Digital Realty Trust. They are probably the biggest colo provider in in the universe right now. Uh, and uh, just in the Boston area alone, they have seven uh, separate facilities, and they're all interconnected. And and uh, uh, one of the value adds of that ecosystem is that. Um, you know, all those interconnected buildings are interconnected with uh, fiber that you basically can, um, you know, get for more or less a nominal fee. It's it's, it's practically free to interconnect two racks uh, in that ecosystem at very very high speeds, like 10 gig or, or one gig, or you know. So it's this dedicated connectivity. Um, and when you look at the number of customers, i.e., the number of tenants that are in these buildings, they, they number into the thousands. Uh, and this is just one ecosystem, and you can you can uh, you imagine what it's like in a bigger city. To, I I, mean, I don't think that Boston is a pretty huge city. We're kind of small, kind of holdup. Um, think of New York. Think of actually, Philly's pretty big. Um, it is. You know. Pope came here. Yeah, uh, we, we <laughs> didn't get the Pope over here.
0: Yeah. See. Yeah, we're 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 pretty cool. We got the Pope for like what two days.
2: Yeah, I know. So how's it? know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Popapalooza. Palooza.
2: Palooza.
1: Still, still my favorite favorite catchphrase. Anyways.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so I was going to mention, you know, like um, San Francisco, another um, you know I- incredibly uh, you know dense uh, ecosystem for for infrastructure like that. Like course, there's a uh, there's also both uh, digital realty and Equinix there uh, as well as some other uh, other uh, lower tier providers. So. Uh, you know, in those worlds, is you know you have you know, thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of individual customers that are addressable. Um, the other thing too uh, is that you know we are really designed for companies that have a pretty big footprint, so in the hundreds of terabytes. So when I did uh, you know Ecologic, Back in the day, we were selling, you know, single arrays to smaller companies that wanted to build a VMware cluster. So, you know, a lot of one B type deals. Those aren't our customers. Uh, if uh, you know if a customer like that needed needs use that they would probably go with uh, one of our service providers uh, or uh, you know SI partners, uh, where they would just get aggregated into a solution. So that that's the other aspect of our market that is interesting. You know, we're trying to solve a management problem, but it's really a management problem at scale. Uh, and you know, a lot of people that have, like, one array, they kind of like one array. They live a charmed life editorial like you know, time. Not a lot of the customers that I've talked to recently have one array. They have, like, a hundred, um, and they have to deal with all the complexity that that, that creates.
1: So let's, um, could we talk about security a little bit? So. How yeah. do you feel that customers uh, or, your, you know, your customers or any, anyone who goes with, you know, any form of, of cloud-based uh, storage in general, you know, what are the security things that they should be thinking about and, you know, what's, what's a good approach to that?
2: Well, so... Um, You know, security is, uh, aside from the availability stuff that we were just talking about, that everyone kind of takes for granted as table stakes. security is sort of the ante. Uh, You you have to think about uh, a number of different problems. Um, First problem is just general encryption and control. So, uh, you know, encryption is is incredibly important, and it needs to be your encryption. It can't be an encryption service from a third party. I think that, 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 you know, when it comes to encryption, you have to think about, um, you know, how, uh, you know, who who actually controls the keys, and it needs to be you. Um, So uh, you need the the best possible encryption schemes, and the actual encryption key needs to be something that uh, you have control over. Uh, and that uh, you could, you know, kind of either revoke or, you know, destroy in some way and make your data inaccessible. So that's that's kind of the start of of what you need. Um, the other thing that you have to worry about with security is isolation, um, which you know, sadly, in the public cloud world, isolation is something that it's very hard to achieve. Um, you know, so, so it's not just security of your data when you think about it, but it's also security um, from, you know, the noisy neighbor. So if you're in like a big apartment building and everyone's having a party next door, you may not be able to you know, run your podcast. Um, you know, the, the same kind of thing applies uh, inside of a, a multi-tenant environment. So you have to be, uh, you know, walled off from both being able to uh, perturb your neighbors uh, but also from being deterred. and so there's uh, there's that level of security, um, and then uh, you know finally um, you know the 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 big uh, 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 you know, you know the final thing is, is this notion of, of um, uh, compliance, which you know in in today's world, and, and I know Pumalan knows a lot about compliance, and he's obviously in the, in the medical field and. Um, it's overrated. <laughs> but, but you have to. just
0: throw it out the window.
2: Yes, yeah, forget about it. We don't need that. Um, but but you you have to have some third parties that go out there and look at this stuff all the time and try to break it or try uh, or set standards and uh, constantly review and audit uh, how you comply to those standards. And so. Um, so those, those are, you know, sort of like at the, the basics, those are the three things you have to worry about. And, um, you know, if you're going to uh, have, uh, you know, some sort of cloud story for your own IT, you really have to be thinking about these things because, you know, at, at some point, um, you know, you'll be audited, um, you know, you have some sort of liability and you need to be able to, uh, at the very least, uh, you know, show that you did the due diligence. Um, we, you are compliant. You you know you have all these people that have tried to break into your systems and they failed. They, um, but you've done all of the things that are best practices and you're not negligent. And so um, all of these things are are, are required. But um, big cloud vendors, if you look at them, um, they're they're making inroads in, in this direction. But you know there's a lot of funny stuff there that is kind of a little bit on the edge. You know sometimes. You know, if, you, if your keys your encryption keys are in the cloud with all your data um, <laughs> I, I, don't well, I was
1: know. gonna yeah, I was gonna ask you. so who do you think uh, whose responsibility is that then? I mean, is it your
0: responsibility or the, or the yeah. customer's responsibility? Right. Yeah. yeah, who who is supposed to do that due diligence?
2: Well, so we'll help you do the due diligence um, and we'll show you what the our due diligence has been uh, So, because we do due diligence on ourselves. Um, we actually hired a company to break into our system and they're just going to keep coming back periodically and do the same thing. Um, and, you know, anytime they find anything interesting, we fix it immediately. So it, it, it's it's just part of what we do. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, you, 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 you really have to, to you know, Thinking about that, um, you know, holistic. The other thing about control that's kind of a uh, you, know, you you alluded to it earlier. I, I just um, the the responsibility is always on the owner of the data, and this is one of the reasons why we decided that that the encryption keys in our architecture, the encryption keys are always like in the customer's control. Um, we do not want control of the keys, um, so there's a downside to that. If you somehow lose your key. Um, we have a problem, uh, and so we recommend for people that don't think they can handle that, that they work with an escrow service and we integrate with key management systems and and things like that, so that we don't have to be the people that hold the data and the key. We just don't want to have both. We can have the data, but we can't have the key, Uh, and and that's sort of like a, a base premise for how we manage the data. Uh, we think this is the only way you can do this and and not lose your mind uh, or lose a lot of sleep. But, um, you know, maybe you know better. I I don't know. If you have a better idea, let me know.
0: I have another question. Davis Sovereignty, how do you... What are you going to do about that?
2: That's (laughs) a hard... You know...
0: (laughs) It's it's tough. I mean, with with this whole ruling on safe harbor, what's the dealio?
2: Well, so... um, Because
0: wouldn't wouldn't that limit your ability to go global or I guess you really have to shift how you do business then if you want to be able to be this cloud provider or you know cloud storage provider for global enterprises.
2: Well, one of the things that we do, you have to remember what we're doing is is really we're a network. Um, so we back into a storage cloud that is physically present somewhere. Um, and we'll tell you where that is, right? So I mean, right now we're, we're working with Amazon and you are know, you know, in Vegas. We're in West. In in, um, in the East Coast, pops we're were Amazon East. Um, so so um, there's a, a some goodness to that. You know, physically where where your data lives. Uh, it, outside of the U.S., it gets more complex. Right. The U.S. is actually a really interesting country because it's so enormous. Um, what happens in Europe is probably a really interesting discussion. You know, in, in, in Europe. Uh, you, you know, if you're in England, uh, you have one cloud. If you're in um, Germany, you have another, uh, and you have to kind of weave through all of the regulations uh, for each country to figure out where exactly it is that you uh, you can actually back into. Um, thankfully, the EU is a little bit more consistent than that. But you know, for example, England is different than Germany. Uh, yes, it is. Well, yeah, no um, in the Far East, don't even get me started. There, it's even <laughs> more entertaining. Um, you in know, China. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I <China> just soon. <laughs>
0: hey, come on! You gotta have aspiration and dreams, you know. <laughs> so, if <laughs> I can yeah, yeah. chocolate in China, you can go to China last. Come yeah. on. There <laughs> they you have go. A research fa- Hershey Foods is. I, I think they have research facilities at, at the time when I interviewed there. They were starting to bring up uh, research labs, uh, R&D, in China. And all I kept thinking was, okay, R&D <laughs> chocolate in China, that's not going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be interesting just <laughs> <to> say that.
2: <laughs>
0: no, I'd rather get my chocolate. There you go.
2: Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the, willing to help anyone taste chocolate. Just, just let me know. I don't know how to yeah. fly, but...
1: So I find this topic really interesting because um, I believe Microsoft kind of got into a little bit of trouble over where data was was living with their Office 365 platform, and not that not that they're actually necessarily doing anything wrong, but I believe there's a lawsuit pending on that. So you know, back to to Pumala's question, you know, starting out as a new business, how do you how do you Play in that territory, or maybe uh-huh. you just don't.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, are, are you uh, well, are tough. you developing a plan?
2: Yes. So, I mean, I, can, I can't tell you. you share that. it with us. <laughs> I will actually share as much as I. I mean, I, as your
0: lawyers are going, <laughs> <"No."> <laughs> right?
2: So. That, that if I change my mind on something, you promise not to yell at me later, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
0: <There laughs> it's on you know? the internet. I think mean, yeah. it's it's re- <laughs> it's true. It's, it's real. Okay, believe right. everything.
2: <laughs> no, the, the you know it, it's um, you know, to to a certain extent. Um, it's just like building any other system, right? Uh, and I've been blogging about this for a year now. You know, in, in the in the Equalogic days, we built a system. We bought drives from Seagate and Maxtor, who's gone now. And, um, you know, Western Digital and and Hitachi and so on. And uh, you built a system that worked, um, but uh, you know, a lot of times you'd have problems with these drives. And whose fault was it? Well, it was yours, even though Hitachi built the drive or whatever. I'm not picking on Hitachi, but Um, We kind of have the same set of problems with clouds, uh, if you think about it, right? If you're going to build something on top of any one of these cloud services, you're basically using them as a component. And so you need to be really, really careful about how you choose them. And so that's what we're doing. One of the things that we liked about Amazon is that they'll tell you exactly where the data is going to live. Um, at least vaguely anyway, so, you know, Amazon East is uh, near Ashburn, Virginia, and we know exactly how to connect to that place. And so it's, it's um, you know, reasonably comforting to know that. Uh, and, uh, you, know, if you, you know, if you're in the West Coast, they'll tell you exactly where you have Amazon West. They give you the granularity to know physically where the location of the data is. And, and uh, sovereignty is all about the physical location generally. Um, you know, I remember uh, talking to some, you uh, I mean, one customer that was like in, in hysterics because he had read some article that claimed that Amazon is shuttling his data to, to, to China or something like that. <laughs> I, I, would, I was trying to figure out, like, how would they do that? I mean, it's actually expensive to do that. You, you, right. You, you know, you, you wouldn't do that unless you were truly evil. I mean, there, there's no upside. <laughs> <And> so... Uh, <laughs>
0: Well, you could do it for fun, you know. We like, <laughs> no, like no, that's some that. twist, twist and fun. Uh,
2: I, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want to be a Bond villain, you know, we could we could like work out some agreement or something like that. But you know, it's not. It, it's you know, in general, Amazon's been pretty good about uh, being reasonably transparent, uh, and uh, you know, you'll see. You know, the the Azure cloud is being that way. I mean, the you know, if I, if I can. Uh, you know, Google is not, as, they're a little bit more opaque, um, if I were to critique any of them. I mean, they, they expose some uh, uh, some actual locations, but they don't tell you all of them. So you really don't know where you're going. Um, so that that's really kind of important um, in general, right? Uh, it's not as important when you're talking about how things work in the United States. Um, there's a latency problem, uh, which we haven't touched on yet, but you know, the speed of light is is finite, and so you kind of want to know vaguely how many miles away you're transmitting the data, so you know what the latency numbers are. Um, but uh, in, in uh, when you're uh, crossing country boundaries and jurisdictional boundaries, um, now things become really really important. You need to know exactly where things are going. So so when we roll out in England, for example, uh, we, we're we're probably going to be back home in the in the the, uh, the uh, Ireland facility. Um, you know, if there's a Frankfurt facility for Amazon. We're going to only be able to offer services in places where we're legally covered uh, for backhauling into Frankfurt. Um, and that's going to limit the market. Um, but we don't think it's going to limit it that much. Um, uh, Japan, I mean, we've been looking at Japan recently. And Japan is kind of an interesting thing because, uh, you, know, you have the cloud providers, but you also have uh, pretty much every telephone company has decided that they want to build their own cloud. And so, so you have a, a much more interesting and diverse ecosystem of, of possible providers there. Um, and, and we have to decide what we're going to do there. Uh, just in general, um, we'd like to stay with one vendor because we get, you know, obviously, lots of volume discounts if we're sticking data in Amazon or sticking data in Microsoft. But um, you know, it, it, it may not legally be possible to do that um, in, in, uh, in order to meet our goals. So anyway, it's it's not easy, uh, but um, it, it, we have to do it, and we have to do it kind of lockstep. And uh, we chose to do this. I mean, this is this is what uh, what the company is that decided to do a global storage network. Basically, um, requires us to be legal every place we're, we're putting data. Um, so anyway, it, so it's, if
0: you go to jail, I'm not coming to get you in some Russian prison. Just so you know that. <laughs>
2: There is no Russian pop (laughs) 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 at
0: this point. They put you in jail, Matt. We're not not I I don't don't
2: have plans for anything in Africa at the moment, nothing in Asia. Brazil? Brazil, actually, we might do Brazil.
0: Ooh, Brazil, yeah. Brazil's a tough market, though, Um, from my past life. uh, Brazil can be um, interesting lots of corruption um yeah just it's interesting brazil
2: you know so we're we're levered to um the both the, the the telecom market uh and the cola market in any particular location um, so it needs to be mature. Brazil is actually reasonably mature, to, despite the corruption. In, <laughs>
0: despite the corruption. You
2: no, know, I mean, well, uh, I think. they seem to party a lot, and I wouldn't mind visiting Brazil. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's all, let's all go to Brazil.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, some of, the, Brazil. some of those, you know, foreign entities, that's part of, of doing business, and then you have an ethical decision to make, you know, how does it comply with how you want to do business? Do you take a pass, or do you pursue? So...
2: Yeah,
1: I, I always, uh, the, when you start looking at business overseas, it really, you know, it is, it, it's definitely a location by location decision.
2: It is, and, and you have to think about it, you know, it's a customer decision, and so I think that you have to start with the perspective that, well, you know, as a, as a company, clear skies only for to you know, deal with this jurisdiction in uh, sort of like a uh, compartmentalized way. You, you, you know, sending data from Brazil to the United States has repercussions, and we need to make sure that we were covered in those environments. And, and, you know, it's unclear how we would do that just yet. Um, I'm sure we can figure it out, um, but we're just not really, really going to do that just because there's a company that's multinational, and, um, you know, they, they happen to have a location in, in some countries where... Um,
0: yeah. Well, if you need um, a, a consultant to help you, uh, you know, I'm more than um, happy to take one for the team and fly so, down with you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Tahiti, you know, Fiji. So so the, yeah, I, the facilities know you Hawaii.
2: This. Yeah, Hawaii. I don't know if you realize this, but Hawaii is a massive connectivity hub. So you can get yeah
0: you, we can all go there together so Hi, you know, I, I, yeah uh, Hawaii I'd be on board with I'll tough it out yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Our laughs> take, one yeah take one for the team yeah I'll definitely take one the team on that
2: one <laughs> can we do this on location in Hawaii can
0: yes you, we like, can we we can yeah. um, it just uh, has their to internet's be. probably better <laughs> probably <laughs> I'm sure the ratings will will go pretty pretty high because we'll be on the beach somewhere drinking. Pina coladas right. with little umbrellas, you know, in our beach gear. Yes. There you go. With sand between our toes.
2: Yes, I'm. I'm, I'm willing to uh, make the sacrifice. For the, uh, Definitely,
0: I. I will. I'm gonna take one for the team, everybody. Yes, I'm gonna go to Hawaii, and, and yeah, I. I know it's rough. It's really rough.
2: <laughs> but but you know I, I think I think a lot of you know one one of the things that. Um, when I when I was first researching the company and it was at like the summer of 2013, I was wandering in the wilderness asking people would they do such a thing as this, and and one of the, the things that I came to realize is that you know you, in, in in the current world people think of themselves as either box huggers or or, or cloud huggers. Cloud. I'm tweeting that know
0: right now with cloud huggers. Know. Cloud
2: huggers. I spoke to an executive in a uh, company that will remain a very large company that will remain anonymous for this conversation, um, uh, who basically said, "Well, you have some customers that are box huggers, and we'll never be able to sell to them because they just love their boxes." And, and you know, when you start drilling down, what people care about is not so much hugging the box; it's it's the data that you know it, it's it's control. They're data huggers, not box huggers uh, and they just don't want to lose control. And so it, it, in order to, um, you know, let them see that they have control, uh, you have to take a lot of steps. You have to be trustworthy. You have to be transparent. Um, and you have to give them a lot of knobs where knobs make sense for them. And that's, that's why, uh, you know, we, we, we're doing a lot of these things as part of our service. Um, we're not, we don't want to be like, you know, uh, just, uh, an, an opaque okay pipe that, you know, shovels your data to China, where it's um, you know basically being um, you, know, uh, you know decoded by hackers day in and day out. Uh, that, that's not that's not the 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 formula for a successful business. And so, transparency for some of these things is very very important.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Our time's um, almost up? So, yeah. before we end the show, there 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 are a couple of, like news announcements recently that we do want to kind of maybe chat about a little bit. Um I kind of get your thoughts on it. Like this whole Dell buyout, I know we talked about it in our last show when Gina was here. And well, then yeah, it was over. Yeah, yeah at that it was point a rumor then. then. <laughs> right. So now it's for real. Yeah, it's real. So what are your thoughts on this now no. that we've got, you know, Run DMC?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, so You're you Dell employee.
2: So I actually wrote a blog post where, you know, so I'm, I'm Greek, so I'm, I'm entitled to have three opinions on everything and argue with myself. So I'll, I'll give you the, the, the three things of each So, so it, you know, if you want to believe that this is going to be a success, you have to believe that somehow they're going to be able to reconcile the product lines and um, and kind of grow the business from what it is. And I, I, I can't get myself to that End state. Well, you know, if you if you think through that, remember I'm, I was also a Dell insider, so I might know something about how that company's run. Um, but you know, large companies in general, um, they they can't move very quickly, and so I I think that it's a very very tough road um, to to make something like this successful. Um, you know, the the other thing that I keep thinking about, um, obviously. We're big believers that there's a secular change in the way people consume IT. Um, You know, when when you're talking about big IT, enterprise IT, in scale, uh, it's becoming more and more service-oriented, and that requires uh, a a different view of the business. And so when you go off and you buy a a huge legacy business like like EMC, you have to ask yourself, well, you know, how is, is that, like, sort of... Cash cowing it, or do you really believe that you're going to be able to change everything so that you can, you know, adapt to the way uh, things want to be uh, consumed in the future. I, you know, I have a hard time buying into that. And you know, I think my prediction, and I'm on the record uh, saying this, is that what will end up happening here is that you'll, you'll it's kind of almost a tragedy, right? The things that are going that, that are happening in the industry are not in the within the control of Michael Dell, uh, or EMC, or anybody else. And so, uh, in the end, um, you're gonna you know, you're gonna see a gradual shrinking of the, the legacy business and things like you saw the startup that they well the little company that they uh, spun out they like Um, you know companies like that uh, are kind of the future uh, of, of of this business and uh, you know in many ways that's what the business needs to look like although that's just a very very small sliver of a very very large business right now Uh, so it's
0: i i I think this is the beginning of something bigger almost like a a bubble bursting um especially with western digital buying sandisk it seems like you know all this consolidation it's it's like this this cycle is coming back yeah, and I, this bubble was going to.
1: Yeah, and I think that's entirely possible. I think back to, I mean, this is probably one of the largest buyouts um, we've seen. But like, think back to like the HP Compact days too. I mean, you took two larger companies and kind of absorbed the Compact thing, and and you know it turned into something good for a while, but businesses need to adapt and change over time. And this will somehow morph into something that should theoretically be something good. And so we'll see. We'll see if we get a burst or uh, a good outcome. I feel like it's going to be good, though. We just have to see how it transpires.
2: The other thing that should, I, I always tell everyone, one of the things I fly and, and tell myself all the time, and sometimes it's hard, uh, that, you know, the technology business is actually very cyclical. Um, you know, I'm old now, and I've seen the cycles a couple of times, and so you get, like, you know, totally depressed uh, when things aren't going well, and then totally manic when things are, um, so, I, you know, we're kind of in a down cycle right now, and so you're going to start to see, a, you know, for the last year and probably going into the beginning of next year, you're going to see a lot of consolidation. But if you look at all the startups out there right now, there's a whole set of new ideas that are going to hit the market uh, over the course of the next year or so uh, mm-hmm. that um, they're going to change things, right? I mean, that's, that's how this thing works. Um, so you just have to be patient sometimes, see how things play out.
0: I don't have patience. You should, oh. you should know that right now. I have no patience. Oh, come on. I'm, I'm de- I want it right now. Right now. I'm very demanding. I'm like the worst boss to work for. Yeah, Why didn't right. you look at the logs? You didn't figure this out yet? You've got two <laughs> minutes. I would have had this done already.
2: You're oh, <laughs> a, a project manager's worst nightmare.
0: <laughs> Where's my alcohol?
2: <laughs>
0: Where's my drink? <laughs> I'm you not. S- that bad. <laughs> no, you could never be that. No, it's just all an act, everybody. I'm actually really nice. I'm a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I cry. Yeah, I cry during movies, and, you know, I can't watch a commercial without, like, crying, and I watched the Hallmark Channel movie, so, yeah. I, I'm. It's all an act. I'm not really mean at all. <laughs> not at all, no.
1: Um, I'm going to... Just one more thing on the whole, like, Dell EMC thing. So, Dell World... Was going on mm. this week too, and I caught tidbits of it here and there. But one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting was um, one of their keynotes. They focused uh, pretty strongly on the whole topic of Internet of Things, um, and just some really interesting comments that came up. Like one of them was like about parenting, like wearables, like you know having monitors to check diapers and. You know, like, is there really a market there? I thought that was pretty fascinating. So, you know, there's talking about things like that and the, the whole EMC thing. You know, you just kind of wonder where could the business go?
2: It's, you um, know, things is a really uh market. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's, there's a, uh, you could have a whole, Show on just the Internet of Things, you know, the fact that your refrigerator could be talking to its manufacturer like every day. Um, it, it's um, it's a very very here's a good if you're in the storage industry, those those things out there are creating a lot of data and it needs to be stored somewhere and analyzed and um, it's a huge opportunity. Um, I, I don't know that it's fully there yet. There's like specific use cases out there, um, but you know, it's it's still just a, a platform. We're very early in that. Um, you know, it, and think about it, uh, you know, think about things like, you know, your car could be like pulling, telling someone somewhere that you're speeding. Uh, it could be telling all sorts of things uh, or logging all sorts of, of pieces of information. Um, and, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's an opportunity to find out things, but there's also something creepy about it or you other know, things um, just for the same reasons.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, there's a whole security aspect of that um, that is, yeah, a little, uh, a little concerning.
0: Te- but we did Tesla. do a...
1: Yeah. We okay, did so do, we, yeah, we did yeah, do we a did internet show. show
0: this summer. Yeah.
1: Tesla was in the news recently, too. Um, what, they have vehicles that will automatically, can be put in autopilot, and they were being heavily criticized for that, like it not being safe. Um, but that's also like an Internet of Things
0: conversation as well. Well, I'm not sure if that's any safer than me driving. So,
2: I actually think that that's a, uh, that, that's, a that's an ethics conversation. Like, you know, two automatically piloted cars collide. Who's fault is it? I don't know. Yeah,
1: that's that's a good point. I and I think that's where, um, you know, the line or the concern is where the criticism comes comes from. You know, has it been tested enough where's the safety in that if you can put a car on autopilot and um, it is not it's not ready and I don't know that it's not ready but uh, there seems to be a perception out there so
0: I don't think it's ready I mean what if your car got hacked yeah Mm -hmm. oh I didn't that happen to yeah you have no but the whole Skynet thing freaks me out I'm sorry but it does. Yeah. I'm not ready for it yet, okay? I, I, I still need to build my bomb shelter in the basement. I don't have enough guns yet. <laughs> Give me a couple yeah. more years. <laughs>
2: but, but, I mean, you're, 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 in, you're in medical records, Actually, I mean, have you, have you looked at, like, some of the stuff that... that oh, uh,
0: yes, I, I have. And let me just tell you, most healthcare companies do not purge. I, I mean, most data retentions are very long or forever. Um, the reason is because of so many lawsuits and there are so many litigation cases that nothing gets purged. So your risk is, you know, really should be here, but it's like out here. Um, yeah. And that's scary. And, you know, just, and then the things that we're doing with healthcare, the, the innovation. I mean, just the company I work for, we're, we're doing this. Program where doctors will actually visit you uh, via webcam. To, you know, I, I don't know. It just kind of it, it takes that personal um, touch out of seeing a doctor. You know, this whole internet of things is just it's scary. It, it becomes. I mean, it's great mm-hmm. at the same time because you're like, wow, it can connect people. But it's scary because I keep seeing the Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger coming out. And saying he's going to be back, <laughs> right?
2: Do they keep the videos? So, so if I have a video conference with my doctor, is that going to be part of my medical records forever and ever? Don't so creep me out now. Oh, I,
0: I, can I would or deny that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would
1: think it would have to. Yeah, you probably. Data, data, I would data. think it would have to be part of it. Yeah, data, so, data, data. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what else I find fascinating about healthcare is HIPAA. HIPAA oh is not even close to, you know, when it comes to rules and regulations, Sounds you are far better off using like a Sarbanes Oxley type plan even even in healthcare. Um, yeah. that the whole records retention is that there there are no, no rules. But like you said, the lawsuits are what force the healthcare organizations into, you know, adopting like a SOX compliant model just to make sure that they're protected
0: some don't though some some just go oh Correct. let's just make sure we're HIPAA compliant but with HIPAA there, there, there is no real standard it's, no. it's all interpretation and then as an IT professional in your IT organization you're just like well shit I'm fucked <laughs> because you know, we're just going by what the legal department says um, and the, you know you end up keeping everything, and then people are complaining, let's reduce storage costs. Well, we can't reduce storage costs because you want us to keep everything. Um, right. It's a catch-22. So it, it just, mm-hmm. it really sucks. I think I need to drink more.
2: It really helps. It's storage as a result. Wow, mm-hmm. it's
0: it's
1: late. I was I was just gonna say I we know. have we my have son's been gonna been a blast like, no,
2: right so
0: we We're late. I know my son's gonna like have a fit when he does post production on, on this for iTunes. He's gonna start complaining <laughs> this this was a really long episode, Mom. You have to pay me double now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, it's no this was definitely a great um, episode and yeah. I think we can categorize you as being special or very special. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Special guest. You are a special, special guest.
2: I've been promoted to special guest. Excellent. <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, that's yeah.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> we always start with special guests,
2: and at the a end, ordinary guest. Yes. You might, yeah. You might be upgraded to an interesting guest at some point. You might become special.
0: You are. You are definitely special. Um, this was. This was a great show, um, and I hope our viewers found it. Um, interesting, informative and if you didn't, let us know tweet us, um, yell at us send us hate mail if you want <laughs> I'm not going to read it guys, <laughs> we'll send it to Laz we'll forward to
2: him I only want it on Twitter 140 characters, that's
0: all there you go thank you everybody All right. thank you Laz for, for joining us um, and Teresa, I'm so sorry about your internet <laughs>
1: That's okay. you know what?
0: I should have I should have
1: I should have at least made an appearance at the beginning. I am here. <laughs> there, <you are. laughs> She's there. But I will sacrifice audio quality momentarily if
0: I would have stayed on. so Gla, okay. anyways, Laz, can you fly out to Wisconsin and run fiber to Teresa's house? For uh-huh. can
2: do that for you? Yes. You
0: we need it. We need fiber. That is that is the issue. Teresa needs fiber. We'll tweet. We'll
1: get that. Fiber. Uh,
2: this this we'll sounds that. yeah. It sounds like a personal issue. <laughs> we have
1: we have fiber seven miles away, but they don't have enough customers to run the fiber to my area because of the location. So Laz yes.
2: has get committed
1: to getting <laughs> me some fiber. I'll
2: get you fiber, sure. <laughs> I, yeah, get you some fiber. I'm sure if I type in your your home address into my database, they'll tell me that Comcast will will, will provide you with you know one gig of you know, high speed you know connectivity. But it's only for storage, unfortunately. So I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> I,
1: I promise you, Comcast can't get me one gig. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank All you, everybody. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks, this Laz.